Hello, this is Patty Davis. I'm a psychic medium and intuitive, and I'm coming to you from Humboldt County, which is in Northern California, where the redwood trees meet the ocean. Aloha, my name is Jude Lynch, and I am a psychic intuitive energy healer, hailing from the island of Kauai, the garden island of the Hawaiian island chains. Welcome to Spirit Speakers Podcast, where we meet to discuss a variety of topics from two different psychic vantage points. Hi, this is Jude, and today we're going to be talking about the psychic realms. So that's basically the space that we receive information from and what that looks like to us and how it is that we see or hear or smell or taste or touch within those realms and knowing that that is a psychic space separated from this physical reality. Um, so I'm actually really curious to see what Patty's perception of that is and how she receives information compared to how I see and perceive information. So Patty, what, what do you see? How, do, how does that work for you? Wadji, that's, that's a really good question. And it's so interesting because psychic phenomenon can come in so many different ways. And each person has their unique gift and the unique way that they perceive that information. So if I had to nail it down, I would say that I I get things in a combination of visually and direct knowing. And there have been times when I have um, felt things, sensations. Oftentimes I'll be reading somebody and because I'm so empathic, I'll pick up on a little bit of a neck ache or a stomach ache and then ask them what that is. And then I try to release those physical sensations right away. Um, I also will see things. I will ask her a question and close my eyes and I will see like a little movie snippet about someone or some photographs. And then um, I get words and information and I pass all that on to people. So oftentimes, um, I, I kind of like to attribute direct knowing to channeling sometimes. Because if I'm doing a reading for somebody and I'm asking a question about them on their behalf, oftentimes I will just start rattling off information and an answer to that question or um, suggestions spirit has about it or different ways of looking at it. And as I'm saying it, it's it's as if I'm hearing it for the first time. There isn't that delay in the mind where you put things together before you pass it on. And direct knowing is a little tricky to validate. If you were to see something, smell something, hear something, it's a little easier to grasp onto that and trust that. Direct knowing is where you just know the answer. You just understand what's happening, you you know it, and you pass it on. And it, like I said before, you really, um, the tricky thing with that is learning to accept it, trust it, and, and, and speak it. This idea of direct knowing, which is a little bit different than the way that I've received information psychically, has been opening up for me as of late. Um, and, and I would say in the last few months, more and more. Um, and when it first started happening, I wasn't exactly sure what it was because it was a way of getting information that I was not accustomed to. And it is very much like that. It is just like it almost comes out of my mouth before I have a chance to decide or perceive what it is. Because the way I get information is I see something and then I interpret it and then I relay it. I'm more of like a mediator. It's almost like, um, what do they call it? Like a translator. Somebody's speaking in a language to me and then I'm translating it. So there's a bit of a delay. But what's been happening to me lately is I've been getting this direct knowing, as you call it, and you're describing it pretty, exactly the way that it's been happening to me, which is interesting. Nice. And that's, that's fairly new for you, you said? 
Yeah, I, um, you know, we've known each other for a number of years and I, we've had this conversation in the past where I've asked you about how you see things and, and you've definitely said, well, it's like a direct knowing. And I remember being like, what is that? Like, what, what does that look like or feel like? I, I didn't, had no awareness that um, I was doing that. And I also know another difference between you and I is that you are a channeler and you, you can channel and that's something that I had never done. I have only actually just had my very first few experiences with what channeling is uh, fairly recently, again, in the in the past few months. But the direct knowing is, for me, it feels like this aha moment, like an aha, like we'll be in a mid-conversation with a, a client, I'll be talking to somebody, and there's this surge of information that comes through me. And there is this, like you said, a direct knowing that what I am telling them is exactly right and what they need to hear or um, the answer that they needed. And I, I don't know how to <laughs> describe it beyond that. It just simply comes out. And then almost the moment after I had said it, there's another voice, which is me that is like, what did I just say? Holy cow, where did that just come from? But like, I know that that's exactly what they needed to hear. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. And it, it doesn't always come to me that way. Like, for instance, if I am doing a past life regression for somebody or I am witnessing something like watching how somebody passed so I can relay that, that information to them, when I tap into those types of things, it's, it's more like I am watching a movie. It's all visual. And the thing about that is it can be a pretty emotional experience to witness um, somebody's life passing or to um, witness a past life or something that's happened to somebody as you're viewing a movie. It's really difficult, at least for me, to not um, separate my own personal emotions. It's like watching an emotional movie. You can't help but react. So oftentimes when I am getting things direct knowledge and it's flowing and channeling, I don't have that emotional reaction as much because it's coming through. I don't have to perceive it, react to it, and then share it. It's just that one, that yes. one moment of flowing yes. through. Yeah. Yeah. I see it the same way. And I didn't even actually really distinguish that until you just said that, but yeah, it just flows out and there is an, an emotional detachment to it. Whereas I also see things like you're, you're saying where, it is like a picture or a movie. And what I call this like my mind's eye vision because I have an external vision as well. But in my mind's eye, when I perceive things, I, I explain it to people. It's like a memory. Like when you think about something you did on, you know, on a special day, a great memory that you have, and you start thinking about that memory from that time, a great vacation or a great place that you were at, you can kind of see it in your mind. You can kind of see the landscape or the food you were eating or the people you were with or what you were wearing. So psychically, it's this, it's very similar to me the way that I see things, except I have no relevance to the stuff that I'm seeing. I know that that's not my stuff that I am seeing. I'm seeing somebody else's memory or somebody else's um movie, if you will. And yes, it, it almost is like you are part of the movie. So it does feel like a very emotionally involved experience. And for me, actually, with a lot of my clients, I perceive it from their perspective it, a lot of times. Um, I know, Patty, you've told me that sometimes you'll see things like you're hovering above the situation or you're, you're kind of almost like a bird's eye view. Is that always correct? Or do you perceive it from your client's perspective as well? Hmm, that's that's a good question. I I have seen things from a bird's eye view, but um, 
you know, it's just different when I'm, when I'm doing a past life reading for somebody, it's as if I am in their body and I am totally seeing everything from their point of view and feeling the emotions from their point of view. Um, kind of navigating the scenery and where I am from their point of view. It's as if I am in their body way back then. Um, however, when I'm doing um, a reading for somebody straight on where someone comes in with questions that they're asking about, that's a totally different experience. For that, it's um, it's kind of like like if you go to work, regardless of what you do, we all tend to go to work and we, we become our work, our work selves. We prepare for the day. We get into our work mode. And for me, it's the same way. I get into this work mode where I tend to shift into a little bit of a different reality or a um, different dimension that I'm in regularly so that I am open and able to perceive information, to get answers, and to um, work as um, you know, a liaison between spirit and my clients to bring that information in. So that's, I believe, is another um, psychic phenomenon or a psychic dimension traveling in so that I can have a normal life. So I can go out to dinner or to a party or um, sit with friends and have a conversation with them and be present without reading them and seeing what happened to them when they were a child or seeing their their um, uh, relatives that have passed that want to bring information to them. So where there are many times that I get hits when it's unexpected or I get information to pass on to somebody at a party or, or at dinner, most of the time I am in work mode and non-work mode. And that helps me be present and have a life because I truly believe that if we were fully open, there are so many ghosts and spirits and aliens and and um, fairies. There's so many energies out there that we would not be able to have a, a normal human experience with other humans. We would be overwhelmed. And a lot of people have that um, experience and have difficulty controlling it. And it can manifest into being diagnosed as schizophrenic or, or many other things. So for me, um, it's kind of a, a little bit of a safety precaution and also allows me to be grounded and, and present in my, my human life if I separate those out a bit. And that's where meditation comes in. Meditation allows you to open, to travel, to shift into another place, um, but in a controlled amount of time while you're sitting. The way that I get it and the way I control it, I, I guess, are, are, are two kind of different things, if that makes sense. Yeah, I um, I resonate with a lot of what you said. Um, interestingly enough, back to what you were saying about the past lives, though, for me, that is the point where I feel like when I'm looking at somebody's past life, it's I'm outside of them, kind of floating around the scene in kind oh, of interesting. Them, yeah, in their space and what they're doing. Um, I get a sense intuitively of like what their emotional state is, but I don't feel it as viscerally as like when I'm actually reading a client for now. Like when I'm in a, in, in there in my office or I'm reading them on a call, it feels more like I am them, but I am far more in tune with their system and their energy than they are because I'm highly sensitive. So it's like, I'm almost kind of like wearing them as a energetic skin for a moment and then telling them all the sensations and the things that I'm feeling. And they're either going to validate that or, or not. And usually they do <laughs> um, validate that that is what they're feeling. But then I give them a deeper explanation as to why they're feeling it and how it got there and what they can do to, to shift out of it. 
Another way that I see things is I see things like externally in my environment. So I'm looking at people in a crowd. I actually see things on them and around them or hovering within their, um, what do you call it? Their space, their third dimensional space. So when you see those things, are they, would you say that they were always or most likely darker entities or lower vibrational entities? Or do you also see light things such as like angelic beings or positive? This is, that's interesting. Um, Because when I think about it here, when I do see the more light, high vibrational energies, even though I see it, like I could almost say it was about five feet in front of me and two feet high from, from my vantage point. It still has a sense that it is not part of this third dimensional reality. It feels like it's in its own almost world. But yes, when I do perceive things that are part of our third dimensional reality, meaning like it, it kind of follows the rules of here's the ground here are objects, here are people, and they move around those objects and people in, in our third dimensional space. They do tend to be more lower vibrational energies. Now, not necessarily dark, but maybe earthbound spirits or earth spirits or something that's in the more earth frequency will move within this third dimensional space. But when, I, when it gets to like angelics or spirit guides or um, other high vibrational entities, I do perceive it within a 360 degree scope, but it does not feel like it interacts with this third dimensional reality. It's in its own reality. Do you understand? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's really interesting because for me, it's, it's almost the opposite. Maybe I'm kind of locked into this dimension much more than you are. Um, and I do feel like you have a gift to be able to travel multidimensionally um, because I can read someone's spirit guides fairly easily. I can see them behind them. I know how many there are. I can get them to speak to me and pass that information on. Oftentimes I'll even get a name, but I like to describe spirit guides as a kind of a branch between the physical plane and the spiritual plane. They are spiritual entities or spiritual energies that are assisting us with this human life. So I would say that they were a little closer to the same dimension than some of these darker entities that you experience are able to see, which, um, kind of explains why I can see spirit guides a little bit easier because I'm comfortable in this, this space. Right. I, for spirit guides, yes, I do perceive them with like, let's just, for example, say I'm in my office and when a spirit guide comes in, I can tell in the room where they're at. Like I can tell if they're coming from the right side or the left side, are they in front of them, behind them, over them, you know, all around, however, I, I'm going to use this term for lack of a better way of describing it. It's almost like I perceive them to be in a room, which is like a dimension, another space that has its own rules. Like it has its hmm. own limits. It's its own space. And that's kind of like holographically interlaced on this third dimensional space. Whereas when I perceive, like I said, maybe some of the lower energies, I feel like they're more interactive with our physical reality. I do also have an awareness um, of, you know, my space around, above, below, and to the sides of me. And depending on where I see things come in within that 360 degree vantage point can also tell me a lot about the kind of information I'm getting, like past 
things come in in a certain direction, future things come in in a certain direction. Um, spirit guides tend to come in from a certain specific area, depending on uh, where I'm sitting and how I'm viewing my client. Oh, that's interesting. I feel like I'm sitting in a conference room with many, many beings there. You know, I, I'm, I'm sitting across from my client, but my guides are here hanging out, assisting me. Her guides are there hanging out, assisting her. There are people, loved ones that have passed that are sitting in the room. I kind of feel like we all sit down together and work together during a reading. I don't see them as separated as (laughs) separated as, as you do. I, you know, I've had like blips, like tiny moments, like tiny flashes of that, where it feels like a conference, like we're all here and it's like a meeting. It's just this like blip of a moment that I occasionally get, but it's, I don't generally see that. And not everybody that comes in, do I get like a direct connection with their guides? It it depends on the person really and how high their frequency is or how eager their guide is to, to speak with them. So um, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that, um, I, I guess this is a, a very visual way that I work that I, I was just thinking about when I meet somebody or have somebody come into the office and while well, I'll say it's not good to label people, I can immediately, uh, you know, be, Oh, alien light being, um, fairy, you know, it's, it's easy to see those people right off. It's like right when they come in the oh. door. Exactly. Or even if I meet somebody and I'm not working, just like you would look at someone and say, oh, blue eyes, blonde hair. You know, I would be, you know, I get, I get that, that information or I may be wounded or I may get wounded person or strong, resilient person. I get personality traits or labels, if, if I must say, um, almost immediately. And it, for me, it's always been like that. It was something that I just knew. It, it, and that's the direct knowing. But it, uh, oftentimes, even though it's a direct knowing, I can look in their eyes and get that information. For, for me, visually looking into somebody's eyes takes me down deeper into their soul. And that is the one place where I can see darkness. For me, it's as if there's not, no light be t- behind their eyes, or they're not fully shining through, or there's a filter or there's a deep, dark cloud or something like that. And then I tend to go, oh, hell no. Send them to Jude or step away. <laughs> Send them to me. Bring them over. But oftentimes what I'll do is, and you do much more energy healing than I do, but you know, it's, it's not always information that I pass on to the client, um, but I will run their energy or run their higher self or open up to a higher vibrational energy and work on them and have that running while we're doing the reading. And then I can see in their eyes the minute that shifts or the minute that dark energy subsides or moves, moves away. So for me, as far as dark energies or seeing some lower vibrational things, I don't see them as a separate entity. I've never seen anything on or attached to anyone, but I can see it uh, as kind of a darkness um, in their eyes would be the wow. best way for me to describe. And there have been times since I met you that I have seen entities. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but it is important to be aware of that and understand that, especially if you're doing this as a profession, so that you know you you can help as many people as possible that come in. And I, and I want to thank you for that because you have really opened that door for me and helped me to understand it and to try to be a little less fearful of it. And it's opened up that spectrum between the dark and light for me. Um, That's really important to have an awareness of and an understanding of. So I want to thank you for that. 
Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Though I'm only just like, I'm going through my Rolodex of entities that I've seen. I was like, oh, geez, I don't know if that's something you want to thank me for. But I don't know if you've seen some of the things that I've seen. So, um, oh, what were, I did have a thought about something that you said about all of that. <laughs> was that about labeling people? Oh, so yes. So when people, um, well, okay. So when people come in, by the time they leave, I absolutely have a knowing alien, fairy, um, you know, whatever their label is, I definitely have that by the time they leave. But when they walk through the door, I'm really actually stubbornly adamant about not looking at them until I sit them down and I ground myself out and then open up the channel because I, I don't like to think that my, my ego or my judgments got in the way of, of, you know, I just like to feel very secure. You've been doing this longer than me too, though. I like to feel very secure that I'm grounded in a space to receive clear information before I just like right when they walk in. For sure, people who are very luminous, it's like as soon as they walk in, you can't deny, oh, this is a very luminous being or somebody will walk in. I can be like, okay, I can, I can see that this person's a little bit more intense. But as far as what it is exactly, I wait until I sit them down and we open up the channel. And yes, with everybody, I'll get you know, their kind of label, as you call it. Okay. That's um, interesting. For me, I tend to do that before they walk in. I, that's when I do my little ritual where I clear the room and I call in my guide system and their guide system. And I set my intentions for the reading. Um, but oftentimes spirit will be giving me a heads up or giving me little tidbits of information about them before they ever arrive. It's kind of like in the morning when I look at my schedule, who's coming, I will get hits right then and there about these people. And oftentimes it's information on how to tread lightly about a certain subject or this person's really open. You can speak super clearly and really go into the woo-woo with them. So I tend to get that information throughout the day before they That's, even arrive. You know... I'm actually glad that doesn't happen to me because I feel like before I met you, Patty, my world was so open that it was causing a lot of issues for me um, just to function in my in my daily life. And I've gotten so good at shutting it down, like so good at just blocking it out or ignoring it or not looking. Um, but when I do open up the channel, it's interesting the way information will come in. Sometimes the information will come in and get real woo-woo right away. It'll get really weird. We'll be in other planets, other dimensions, talking to all kinds of crazy entities that have all kinds of different forms. And I just trust in that moment that that person is ready to hear that right then. And then the next client will come in. It'll be very down to earth, very mm -hmm. just you know, relationships, dramas, emotional issues, things like that. And we won't go into any, talk to any spirits or go into any special dimensions because they, that's the layer they need to move out of the way first before we can get there. Exactly. And I, I think spirits kind of giving us a head up, heads up on how to um, communicate with this person in a way that they can most easily um, receive the information. Very, very rarely. It's very rare for me. I can feel a spirit that wants to come in. Like I can feel them kind of knocking on my psychic doorway a little bit before I'm about to see a client, but I purposely push them back. I'm almost telling them, no, you got to wait until I open up. I'm like in the middle of something. I'm too distracted, but I can feel them wanting to communicate. And interestingly enough, of course, when that client comes in, bam, right there, they are. They're, they're like the first thing that shows up. Like as soon as I open up the channel, I'll have to be like, okay, there's a spirit here, which isn't very often, but sometimes um, some spirits want to come in. They're very eager and they have a lot of 
energy to put behind that communication with me. So I can't ignore it. But that, like I said, it's few and far between for me. Yeah, that's great. Boundaries are not a strong suit of mine. And it's something that I'm, I'm really working on. I, I do try to have work days and non-work days and ask for information about clients not to come in during non-work days, but to be totally honest, that's something that is, is difficult for me to do. So unlike you, I know you set a strong intention to make sure that people that have too much heavy stuff that you can't deal with, I don't have that <laughs> intention, nor did I ever think to set that intention. You know, I'm kind of just like a free for all. I'm like, well, whatever your, whatever your stuff is. But, uh, you know, what's interesting though, is every once in a while I'll get a heads up on a client that I know is dealing with some very hard, heavy, dark, intense, gnarly stuff. Whereas part of my judgments almost want to be like, just based on principle alone, I don't even want to read this person because they sound like such a foul being, you know, and I, and I'll do that, but, but I'll set it aside and I will read those people anyways. And every single time I leave the session with so much more compassion and understanding as to why these people are the way they are. And I'm not justifying it or like saying that that's okay for them to have certain behaviors. But um, it's interesting the way spirit will show me kind of the wounds that put them in that place in the first place and really showing me at least a moment to see a flash of who they are in their highest and when they are, what they can achieve if they were in their clearest. And I actually still am able to see no matter how dark or corrupt somebody is, who they can be and who they are outside of all of the layers of, um, you know, density that they're carrying in their energy field. So. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like to think that you and I, have a lot of integrity around what we do as well. I, I've had clients come in that are nervous and you know, I say, why, why are you nervous? And they say, well, I don't, I don't want to know if I'm going to get in a car crash. And I say, I don't either. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I don't want to know that either. No. Um, so I am huge on setting intentions that I um, am able to, the you know, spirit might, you know, if somebody's not paying attention while they're driving. Spirit passes on that information in things such as um, spirit saying that you should pay a little more attention when you're driving and it might, you know, it's important to slow down and be present where you are. I don't want to see that information. Um, I don't want that type of life. And um, so I set really strong intentions on what I am willing to see and what I will be passing on. For instance, I had a client who saw a psychic and that psychic said, you should get your things in order. And this, this woman is newly married. Married, um, has uh, two small small children. Um, she said, "You should get your things in order because your husband's going to die within five years, and you're going to be left dissolute and with no money." And wow, yeah. So first of all, that's not integrity. No. They're um, giving someone that information only opens the door to them Ugh. manifesting that. Yeah, and I, I think know. there's there's a really there's a huge responsibility in passing on information um, that is helpful and gentle and kind, right. um, but not in something that's going to manifest. I, I had a client that was, was um, newly pregnant and I told her, I said, oh, I feel like you're going to have trouble with your left breast. You might have, um, I can't, is it mastitis? You know, the, the breast infection that comes with nursing. So you really want to pay attention to that. And then she came back and saw me and said that that's exactly what happened. And right. so my question was, okay, did I give her that 
information and it manifested because I told her ahead of time? Or is this something, a premonition that was helpful? So when it comes to integrity, when you are reading people or passing information on, attention needs to be paid to that. And even if you're somebody that doesn't work as a psychic professionally, um, if you were to get some information on someone, it's important that you ask, is this just for my personal knowledge? Is this something I'm supposed to pass on? And is this something that this person wants to hear or can receive? Even if you're not a psychic, we get that information for different reasons and we have to understand what to do with it. Right. Um, Yes. Integrity is everything for me too. There's a great deal of responsibility that is put on us by the clients that come and see us. And maybe some people are more lighthearted about what the information that they're going to receive. Some people really might shift their entire like career or their entire life based on something that we say, which I set an intention with my guides and their guides. It's like, you cannot make me make decisions for them. Any way that you give me information that I tell spirit, I'm just like, I'm not sure if this is the way it works for you, but I'm like, at no point are you to tell me what direction they can go. You can tell me how the energy feels around certain pathways um, for them to make their own decision. But at the end of the day, I refuse to make decisions for anybody. And a lot of times for me, clients want to know, should they go left? Should they go right? Should they do this? Should they do that? And uh, I just give them the information around what is an alignment in their energy field. And if that feels in alignment for whatever path that they're thinking about taking, but at the end of the day, they need to make their own decision. The other thing too, about what you said uh, with the doom and the gloom, you know, are you making them manifest that by planting the seed? Um, Because I get stuff like that too, where I see energy that's very congested and very out of balance. And I tell my clients like, look, if you don't work on this, if you don't release this emotional blockage, this can manifest into bigger problems. I can see the point in energy when it starts manifesting physically and it's ready to turn into an injury, an illness, or a disease. Um, When it takes on quality and texture to me, I know that if If it's not already causing physical problems, it's getting very close to causing a physical problem. But I'm pretty much offering them the opportunity to stop that before it happens. That's interesting. I I think I'm much bolder than you are in that in that aspect. <laughs> and and I do have to sometimes reel myself in a little bit, but it's kind of like if spirits telling me to say something, it's hard for me to stop. And 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 like I said, I do set intentions so that I get information in a way that I feel comfortable passing on. And there have been times when I have kind of refused to pass something on just because it didn't feel comfortable to me as a human being, but I'm trying to think the best way to to uh, to label it. Again, a label here. I think that you work much more with energetic frequencies and vibrational energy, where I work more with information. Right, right. I agree. I agree. And but that's the thing with you and the direct knowing. You're like kind of moving out of the way for the information to come through, whereas like I'm stepping back, looking at information, and then translating it to the person in my in my best words and my best way of knowing which i actually think your way is more advanced and i feel like that's kind of where i'm segueing into the further along i get with this i think your way is actually better <laughs> well now i'm worried and thinking i need to have a release form um <laughs> Which I actually just started doing. It it's pretty funny to do a psychic release form. You can right. imagine how writing that up how well things can change. 
I've thought about that. It may not come true. It's kind of like, well, then why are you seeing me? Because things do do change. But um, I feel that the information that we're passing on is information that we have been guided to pass on without judgment. That's what we're doing. I also have a deal to, you know, the intention I set is if weird stuff comes up, if, you you know, especially in terms of like entities, people who come in and might have an entity attached to them, that is probably one of the hardest things for me to reveal to somebody because I never want to scare anybody or I never want to spook anybody out or get them paranoid about it. But the other, the, the second sentence that comes after that is, if I am seeing this, it is because we get to release it today and remove it. When I tell them the entity that I'm seeing and how it's impacting their life, they resonate with it. It gives them an understanding as to why certain things are happening in their life um, or, or they knew something was off. They just couldn't tell exactly what it was. And they also almost always seem to know that it's something outside of them, that it's not something coming from within them that's causing all of of the problems. But when that comes up, I know and trust that that is coming up because that specific person is ready to hear it. It doesn't come up for everybody, you know, and if a person is not ready to hear the word entity or something scary or intense, spirit will probably show it to me in a way that they'll be able to hear it and absorb it. Right. Yeah, that's, that's great. One, um, one little tidbit I'd like to throw out there is um, asking. Regardless of whether you are a psychic or do something like this for a living or a healer, you can always ask. If you get a premonition, if you get a tidbit of information, if you see something, you can ask spirit, what is this? What am I seeing? Why am I seeing it? And what am I supposed to do with it? It's the same thing with ghosts. If I have a a ghost in my house, I give them a few days to come and talk to me. And if they don't come, tell me who they are, why they're here, and what they have to say, then I send them off. And so I want to pass that out to um, everybody out there listening, that if you get something that you're not sure about, ask spirit, ask your guides, ask about it. People forget that we can just ask a question. And you know, I've had to um, be in practice of that during my sessions with clients because sometimes I'll see something and I don't know how to translate it because that's the way I get information. It's the first time I see something, it'll be like, what am I looking at? And it'll take me a, a moment to really swim around it and decipher it. The second time I feel more comfortable with that by the third time I see something with another client, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what this is. I've seen this before and I can, I can get right to the information right away. Um, but when I do get those kind of new visions or new energies with new clients that I'm not familiar with, I've had to be in practice of like asking because I wasn't used to doing that before. So that is really good. That's a really good tip for everybody and it works. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, um, I would just also like to say that if you are a person that is having um, a lot of psychic things occurring with you, whether that you consider them light or dark, and you have questions about that, um, I really urge you, you know, it doesn't have to be Jude or I, to seek out somebody that has a good reputation um, to either take some courses, some classes, or sit down with a psychic or an intuitive that can help you. Because this is such a huge, amazing gift that can open so many things up in your life and bring in so much magic and synchronistic um, happenings. However, it also can um, be tricky to deal with and hard to control and be a little fearful. And it's really important to have somebody that you can talk to about this, whether it be a friend or a teacher or another psychic, um, to really 
help you because even though I worked with a teacher for many, many years, having Jude there to just call her and say, holy crap, this is what happened to me today. Or what the hell do I do about this? Or do you think I handled this right? It's, it's so important, not only for the validation, but just to have somebody that speaks that language that you can be fully open and honest with and be able to see this as a positive, wonderful thing. I'm so with you with everything that you just said, because I oftentimes um, have clients that feel lost and they feel like they don't have somebody to talk to because there isn't a lot. It's not very a common conversation that's being had in a lot of places, but seeking out, like you said, the classes or whether or not it's something that you want to do for a career, it's just putting you in an environment with other like-minded people that makes the whole conversation more comfortable and more easy to be able to say something and not feel like you're saying something so bizarre and people are looking at you weird or um, having people very open and receptive to what you're saying can change everything as far as your abilities are concerned, I think. Yes. And it can lead to expansion. Right. And I, and once you put that focus, because another thing is too, is like, well, what's the right thing? And people get hung up on like, well, what's the right teacher? What's the right thing? I think once you just start stepping into that world and the wheels are turning towards it, the gateways open up more. Um, so it's just practice. It doesn't need to be the thing. That class doesn't need to be the thing. The fact that you're even in the class and have made that step towards that direction is already going to start opening up things for you. The next podcast, I think we're going to dive a little bit more into boundaries and protection and how to kind of differentiate and seal when, when you are, can be more open and more psychic and more aware. And when you can kind of like tune that out and turn that down to live a more, more normal reality. Are we going to dive into that more the next time? Yeah, that, that sounds wonderful. And that's such an important thing to talk about for those of you that are empathic out there. You know, being an empath is such an amazing gift, but it can really easily get the best of you. Um, and having tools to work with that can um, really open things up. So I'm excited about that one. That's a really important topic. Right. And that's a super common question with a lot of uh, clients that I work with that are highly sensitive. Um, and for me, that was the game changer. <laughs> that changed everything for me because I did it the wrong way for many, many years. Trust me, uh, having those boundaries and those protections up can make life so much more pleasant um, as an empath. So with that, um, okay, you can find our uh, links to our websites uh, below. Uh, mine is alignandshinekawaii.com and Patty's is Wing and Ether with an A, A-E-T-H-E-R or P. Davis Psychic. It'll take you to the same place. Okay, so until next time, aloha. Bye, thank you.